Hey, everybody, and welcome to The Void, a show dedicated to filling the void between being an employee and becoming self-employed. Most people refer to starting your own company as taking the leap as if they're blindly jumping off a cliff and into the unknown. This show is here to help you understand that it doesn't have to be that way. As always, if you like what you're hearing about the show, please do us a favor and help share the void with somebody else who might be wanting to start their own company. We saw an opportunity to help others understand that self-employment is well within your reach, and just as our businesses have grown organically and by word of mouth, we want this show to grow the same way. So if you see somebody asking questions about starting their own service-based business, please do us a favor and drop them a link to the show. I'm your host, Mitch Smedley, and with me as always is David Hilton. <laughs> David is uh, four pins deep trying to find a pin that so actually I, works. So this purple pin quit working. Mitch gives me this blue pin. Okay, the blue pin works for five seconds, then quits working. I put it down, I pick the purple pin back up. Now it's working. Yeah. I don't know if I'm in the twilight zone, if I'm... You know why it is, right? I, I'll tell you why it is. I don't know, man. This I, is why people <laughs> store pins vertically. When you store them horizontally, they'll get air bubbles at the end and they don't want to work very well. That's why you always store pins vertically with the ballpoint pin portion down. Well, guess what the fuck I learned today? Yep. Learn that from Mitch. While his pins are all laid down horizontal and on the desk. I, I mean, I just don't have a little <laughs> cup up here to put them in. But. I, I do now. I stole this one. Yep. I don't know where I got it. A cabinet down in your house, I'm sure. Uh, Who knows? Uh, all right. What? Uh, so just an update. We had our first trade wins. Zoom call yesterday just to make sure all our shit was working. Yep. Just talking didn't. to the guys. And it didn't. Uh, what didn't? I was not able to record. So one of the things I was trying to test was being able to record the calls because we'll post them in the group when we're done. And, and You uh, should have said something. I would have recorded it on mine too. Yeah. Well, I didn't know. I thought it was just automatically going to record. No, you have to tell it to record. I need to be watching, or I need to be doing it from my computer to get it to record. So Yes. Uh, well, you yeah, should do that. But we then, learn. The next time I can log in and then do the deal. Yep. You know what I've noticed, and, and I've heard people say it a lot. It wasn't, this isn't really about the trade wins, but um, like people that listen to the show that have then started their own company, they always say, hey, thanks for doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, keep doing what you're doing. Appreciate it. Mm-hmm. But I never really thought about it. But then the guys that are paying to be part of the program yesterday, even after paying, they're paying for a service. We're like, hey, guys, thanks. We really appreciate you guys doing what you're doing. Yeah. I was like, huh. You know what? Maybe we are making a difference. Well, it's, I mean, maybe I'm just too bullheaded or too dumb or don't realize what's it's going on. It's the second on. one. I don't know what I said second, you're but okay. You're too dumb. <laughs> maybe you're right. <laughs> but so... Yeah, you know, a little self gratification to start the show. Well, some, sometimes so it's easy is that the to right saying this. I mean, that's what lead. Like, I don't want to say you're depressed or anything, but that's what like what leads a lot of people into depression is they're very quick to diminish all the things they do well, and they kind of focus on things that aren't working, and yeah. they let those things consume themselves. Right? Like, you got to think about it. We're like ninety shows in, or darn near ninety shows in. So, um, if you were to pull up stats about number of podcasts that make it to ninety episodes. Oh, yeah, it's like none. Yeah, less than 1%, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, even if we have a bad show or anything, it it changes things. Which, by the way, if you want a disaster to listen to, go back (laughs) and listen to our first episodes of this show. Like, we have Like one through nine or... All of them. Like... I've started re-listening to all the way back to episode is it sad? one. Does it like make you want to stop? I mean, the subject <laughs> matter, them? the subject matter is great. That's probably like we plus weren't two. very good at podcasting back then. 
We interrupt each other all the time. We get distracted. Yeah, I was we, bad about it. We don't take notes. I'm still bad about it. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, Austin wasn't even here yet. So. Yeah, yeah. I don't know when he started. Yeah. But no, and I don't like for me. It's not like I diminish what we were doing, but I just never. Like I was just always focused on what we're doing. Yeah. Like I just keep moving forward. Don't you know? Don't really pay any attention. And the next thing you know, a year's gone by, and your people are like, literally saying to you, "Hey, I'm paying you to for help, and I still appreciate what you're doing." Right. So Paul and Dan were on the call yesterday. Yep. I think they both listen to the podcast. Yep. Love you guys. Yep. So. All right. What do you want to talk about today, bud? We're gonna talk about three topics, as always. Three topics. Topic one is boycott what? Topic two is figure your own shit out. And topic three is buying local. This is like all about me? No? Okay, All about you. I don't know. So far, I feel like I'm being attacked. So apparently, uh, I don't know if you know this or not, apparently we're supposed to be boycotting Bud Light. Because last month was Women's Month? (sighs) Something about last month being Women's Month and then like... You know, the most impeccable it. timing ever um, it was like the day after or three days after the Nashville shooting, Biden declared a day like National Trans Day. After a trans person shot a bunch of Christians? In the school, yeah. That, many, I mean, that's, that's like the worst timing ever. Three kids, for that. three adults. Oh, there's something on every day. I. If you start, if, like, if you look up on Safari, what is National Today's Day? Like, yeah. it'll bring something up. Oh, it'll it's, it'll bring there's, multiples. There's something every. There's literally something stupid. Dude, every, they have National Hug a today. Plumber Day. Look at. Are you serious? Yes. Duluth Trading makes commercials about it, like how to properly hug a plumber. I'm telling what you. What is man. Red Hand Day? I have, no idea. I have an idea of how to hug a plumber, or if I was a plumber, how I wanted to be hugged. Just punch him in the face. Like, <laughs> you go find pipe cleaner and pour it in their fresh open cuts. <laughs> oh man, a little primer and an open cut's brutal. Well, now you got me wondering. Just sting. I asked what a, national. I told, so as far as producers go. Austin just took a step down. I said, hey, Austin, why don't you look up what National Today's Day is? I, I, I looked right at So multitasking is, n- like, not your forte. He literally didn't even pick up his phone. Didn't just I, it looked, looked right at me. Didn't Google shit. Holy cow. What's today, Mitch? Hold on. How many of them are today? April 4th is today. Is that today? Oh, come on. Now we got pop, we got pop-ups coming everywhere. Yeah, you're probably getting a virus on your phone, too. That's April. No way. Hey, you know what the death in radio is? Dead air silence. Yeah, well... Dead air silence? I guess so that's not right. April 1st... I'm... Oh, now April 30th. Slash silence. April 29th. 
All right, so you've newly started your company and you're trying to pinch pennies. However, you don't realize the biggest thing that's hurting you right now is not gathering all of your information into one spot and making it super efficient for you to use. So the answer is Field Pulse. It gets you off of paper tickets. It gets you off of all of that crazy office work at the end of the day and reconciling all that stuff. And it lets you organize everything with ease. It puts it all into the computer. It actually puts it all into the cloud. So it's not even putting it on your computer. And it lets you organize your customers. It lets you organize all of your service calls. Heck, it'll even route you to your service call. And the best part is, even after all of that, you'll probably realize about a 100% growth in your business just in the first year of using Field Pulse. So if you'd like to check out Field Pulse and see what great looks like, click on the link in the description of this show. So tomorrow is First Contact slash National Nebraska Day. Here we are. I don't think that's right. Here, you got to scroll a long way. Okay, so today is National 404 Day, National Discover National Parks Fortnight, Holy Tuesday, International Carrot Day. Oh, yeah, it's Holy Tuesday. International, oh my God, International Day for Landmine Awareness and Assistance in Mine Action. What the fuck? I don't, maybe that's like Poop Scooper that's Day. That's got to be... Oh, I was thinking... Landmines in your yard? I was actually thinking real landmines in Europe from World War II. Maybe. <laughs> Dude, those are so cool to watch where they go, they find a bomb and they got to like blow it up and clear everything out. International Day for Mine Awareness and Mine Assistance Day. Jeep 4x4 Day. Today's Some, National Jeep 4x4 Day? Apparently. Uh, today is National Cordon Blue Day. National Heck Dylan yeah. Day. Hug a News Person Day. Heck no. National School Librarian Day. Natural, this, these are all today. Oh. National Sexual Assault Awareness Day of Action, <laughs> National Vitamin C Day, <laughs> National Walk Around Things Day. What? Stay at Home Mom Day of Action. That's got to be made up. You Is that real? Just, uh, uh, tell a Lie Day. Victims of Violence Wally Day. Wh- whatever that means. Wally is spelled W-H-O-L-L-Y. That's weird. World Rat Day, and finally, rounding out national days for today, we have National Student Employment Week. I vote we never do this ever again. <laughs> yeah, that's no lie. You know what I'm going to add to that's that? That's bad. Today's National Smedley Plumbing Day. Oh, yeah. yeah. Let's just proclamate all of it, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, just f- fucking add whatever you... I don't understand. What is the matter with people? Yeah, they really come know. back to me. Like, Austin, like the podcast went silent for about four minutes. I'm like, oh, it did? Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just editing out whatever he wants. <laughs> I don't, I, I, I just, I mean, I say it all the time that we're like in the decline of humanity. Yeah. Like that list just verifies it. Yeah. My thoughts. Like yeah. we're just, now we have to celebrate like Ada Tic Tac Day. Yeah. Like, I, who knows? What? I, I do like I the vitamin C. I'm, do they have actually, a national, national put your shopping cart away day? Is as there like one day a year where everybody would do that? As I could be. Yeah. So. On a podcast. <laughs> so apparently we're supposed to be boycotting, uh, boycotting Bud Light. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why. Something about them putting a trans person on a can or they something. They put a trans person on, a ca- on the can for National Women's Month. Okay. It's not and, a woman. Right. It's a psychopath. Yeah. With gender dysphoria who needs mental evaluation. Yeah. So they're like appealing to the woke crowd and hoping hoping the conservative crowd doesn't 
catch on or something. Let's talk about business for five seconds. I mean, know it is, your, it is a business show. Know your uh, consumer base. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I really doubt a lot of transgender people drink Bud Light. I mean, I know there are some, but like literally you're yeah, going to kowtow to one half of 1% to make them happy. And then 80% of the people that drink your beer, you're going to piss them off. Like, well, it pissed so, off Kid Rock. So Bevco, I think, is who owns Bush now, Anheuser Busch now. Okay. And they're, I think they're in Europe. You know, they got to be thinking, hey, we're trying to sell fucking beer here. <laughs> yeah. What are you dipshits mm-hmm. doing over there? Yeah. Well, it's almost so, like companies are like doing this. Like they know they're going to take a loss, but it's almost like, well, if we don't take a loss, because it's like there's got to be someone up high who's like, yeah, I know it's like we're going to take a loss on it, but it's like our sacrifice to make for that's social what they issues. Think. They think it's like this is our noble. It like make it's it's their their sacrifice. I feel better. Yeah, the sacrifice is lack of self. I feel better because of this. That's not business one hundred and one. I don't. No. I don't. How about you keep your nose out of politics, politics, mm. or um, what's you know, the other word I'm looking for, Mitch? Culture war or anything, and just. You never know where all this stuff stems. Try to sell your right? product and this, be a good business and make money. That's this, like the shareholders want you to make money. Right. Well, I mean, we don't know they're not making money, right? Hello. Like a lot of a lot of division comes from the news, right? Um, can we pause our regularly scheduled? Can, what what are you doing? This is something the boys just brought back from the woods. That's creepy. Oh my gosh! You're touching it. How do you know? So maybe that's mine, and I was out there last night. Literally in the middle of filming, and my wife brings in this like silicone head that you would put yourself in. Why is it black? I I don't. Why is the nose so small? I. Why does it look like? <laughs> That's <a> race. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's not what I meant, Austin. <laughs> no, I. I stop. Why are you putting it on my desk? Uh, rule. No, okay, new rule. Um, we're moving the podcast studio to Dave, so that Daniel can't getting a lock on the door, so she doesn't bring in pocket pussies into the. Dude, you can't. And Brayden was like grabbing the tongue and pulling the tongue. Yeah, because they don't know what it is. My no, kids literally found this in the woods. They do know what it is. Oh, they, they do know? They know what it is. I said, what is it? And because Braden got it from his mom's house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what fucking happened. Is he got, he was like, mom, I'm taking Oh, this. boy. Like, All right. And that uh, seems like. Let's just let that sit right here no, staring at the do camera. do not bring that up here. Do not yeah. set that on my desk. Dude. Why is it so small? I don't know. It's got teeth. <laughs> Why is it so small? I don't know. But. Joe Rogan fills his studio with funny shit that's... That's not funny. That's hilarious, actually. I send them back to get the rest of it. Yes. Do not send them back to get I want to see the other half of it. I don't. All right. See what happens... Back on topic. This is why your wife can't be in the studio. What did I say her name is? The derailer. The double derailer. The derailer. (laughs) Those aren't Ds. She's a derailer. (laughs) All right. So... I don't... (laughs) Back on topic, back. creeped out with sex toys. I'm not creeped out. I'm just. I'm. Ca- it's got teeth. I'm mortified. So um, <laughs> have a full, have a field pulse in you like a little tiny of their tiny version of a hat. 
Uh, no, I would there? not disgrace them like that. That's kind of gross, but funny. Um, uh, it's going to so, haunt my nightmares. So how do we know Bud Light isn't making money on it, right? So like, like Bud Light very easily could have been persuaded by money to do this by a large uh, advertising agency, right? Maybe Bud Light's pushing to advertise on some, you know, ABC or NBC or something, and they're and they're like, well, we need to see you in support of trans to do this, and if you do this, we'll either pay you bunches of money or we'll give you an avenue to advertise and make bunches of money, right? Like, like you, we got to we got to start with the premise that the the high ups at Bud Light aren't stupid. Is is like when you see something like this, you're thinking, how stupid can this be, right? But you got to understand, Bud Light's like a global product, so. Mm-hmm. They, there has to be a and, and the money drives the bus at all big corporations. Mm-hmm. So there has to be a financial reason where they saw it more financially beneficial to do that than to not do that. That's not. First off, I call bush league on all of that. I know tons bush, of bush league. Tons as of, we're talking yeah, about Bud Light. Clever. I know tons <laughs> of rich people that are completely fucking retarded. Okay, I know people that make 300k a year that I wouldn't trust with a razor blade and a fucking watch battery. Well, I mean, I get I just, that they're, I, I get that some people may maybe hand not handy or something like that. But you got to think like there's not a single person making decisions at Bud Light. No, it's a board. It's, it's uh, a board and, and lots of people and a bunch of college people that have probably risen to their level of expertise off of who they know, not what they've done. Right, and now they're making these decisions and it's going to cost I like if I was a betting man like you came to me and said hey okay they did this do you think it's going to cost them money or make them money I would if I was putting my own hard earned money I'd say it's going to cost them money well I just think it's company's way of being like they think like Gillette did it where they're just like I feel like there's this enormous pressure we're like well we got to make for sure we kind of put our hat in the game spend you know do some sort of like trans activist some sort of like wokeness and kind of just bite the bullet financially wise to like you know i don't understand why people can be bullied by like a very small minority of the country that's why it's just they're yelling so loud and they're like we are gonna attack you and we are gonna do all this shit to you and we're gonna cancel you and we're gonna do all this stuff and people literally like just okay just don't pick on us we're gonna do this see i don't i don't think i think that's that's the kind of the narrative or the that's the easy way to think about it is that they got bullied into this somehow. But like no corporation does anything unless it's for money. Right? Corporations move slow. Corporations only move in the interest the best interest of the shareholders. Sometimes we don't know what that is, but all I, we're seeing is what all we're seeing is a a reaction that's kind of halfway been painted for us and and then is getting uh is is getting regurgitated on the media over and over and over, right? Like, like Kid Rock stacking up cases of Bud Light and shooting them with a gun in his boycotting of Bud Light. Well, wh- guess what you just did in boycotting Bud Light? You bought all. You bought them. quite a few cases of beer just to shoot them with a gun. They don't care what you do with the beer after you buy it. Well, that's he could also just stole them from fucking Casey's too. I mean, he could have. <laughs> we, you know, well, and, and ultimately, and Bud Light doesn't care what. Casey's does with the beer after like Bud Light's job is to sell to distributorships. And once it's sold to distributorships, Bud Light could care less. 
right? Then distributorships sell it to Casey's and Casey sells it to you. So ultimately, you're kind of the far end user there, and Bud Light doesn't really give two shits well, well, about you well, as they, much as. I mean, well, if if Casey's isn't if if I'm not buying it from Casey's and I, Casey's isn't buying it from the distributor, and now they're stuck with the beer, they're not ordering more beer. Right. So it goes down the thing. But back to the, you know, boards trying to do what's in best interest of the shareholders. That's been proven time and time again. That's not true. That's it's, it. They they say they are, but we know damn well that that. It, that would be like saying every decision they make at the board has helped the the stock share. No. Well, it doesn't they mean they're good at people, it. People, they can say that they're doing it for the best interest of the company, but that's not true. People yeah. do shit, shit for their own personal gain, oh, yeah. non-monetary gain all the time to make themselves feel better. Yeah. So I don't buy that bullshit for one fucking second. All I'm saying is nobody would have thought that was a good idea to do unless somebody was getting paid. That's not true. So People, people will go out on the limb and do things that cost them money because it makes them feel good. People well, do it all the time. I, I mean, I see that. In right? real life. Just we do it on the first day of every month. I do something that costs our company money every first day of the month because I feel it's the right thing to do. Yeah, and it makes you... So th- they can be doing the same thing. Just yeah. instead of it being $1,000, it could be $500,000. That doesn't mean that it's any less or more important to them that amount of money because, you know, like we talk about on the show all the time, just because you're real high up and spending a ton of money doesn't mean like... That it's equivalent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You well, know, I, to what other people are doing. I just, I think that a lot of times we get lost in when we think about get big companies and big corporations and athletes and all these stars and they're all up there and it's like, oh, they just they're at another level and they think at other levels and they do all this uh-oh. stuff and everything and it's just, it's not true. Those are still people just like everyone else making those decisions just at another level. Right. That doesn't mean they're any smarter or any dumber or or any different at all. Right. She's back. She's got the back half of it. That's not good. Oh, shit. She's going to throw it. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I felt gross for a second. It was in the creek, so it's wet. Yeah, is that... It? That is... That's not good. That is not good. That's not... That's not good. No. No. You know what? That's why I live in you the country what? and not in the neighborhood. We should post this on the community page on Facebook. <laughs> I don't know. Why are they two different colors? It's torn in half. Maybe one the was. The kid's just torn in half. He tore it in half because he wanted to bring the tongue because it makes so many noise. If you pull it out and let go, the tongue was just Oh, boy. You know, okay. we, were, we were in. <laughs> Our you kids get have been out. corrupted. You got to get out. I don't know what to tell you. You got to. Well, we're going to leave that there for the rest of the show. Thanks for offering some impromptu entertainment. So, <laughs> Don't tell her thanks. Tell her don't bring that shit in here anymore. Also, too, like on the, the Bud Light thing, like these, like these sort of like news cycles, they blow over so quickly. So, Because like, I used to work at Quidrip, and like I know like the Bud Light, it'll sit in there for like a couple weeks before it gets sold. Right. So it's like by the time people try to say they're going to boycott... By the time it gets around to that, it's like, you know, it's not really an issue anymore. Well, and that's, so look at Morgan Wallen. I don't know who that is. Uh, more, you don't know who Morgan Wallen is? No. Oh, my gosh. What are you, are you trying to get it off your desk? <laughs> yes, get that, get it away from me. <laughs> Stop. Yeah. Uh, uh, so. Mitch is saving that for later. 
Yeah, right. Uh, so Ugh. Morgan Wallen was caught on camera drunk after a night of partying, and he drops the N-word. And he wasn't used, like... Like, I, was he called... Was he the, is he the NASCAR driver? No, he's a country music artist. Okay. And he was and calling he his has, buddy that? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I remember now. Okay. So um, he wasn't... Like, there's never really a great way to use that term. However, he wasn't using it in the worst ways imaginable. Um, and not that being drunk is an excuse, but we've all done, done shit and said shit when we're drunk that we regret. It's just that not he's... Not me. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's just that I'm he is a, a person of high stature and a person where leverage could be applied against him, right? So everybody wanted to cancel Morgan Wallen. This was like two years ago. Well, guess what? His latest single is like the most downloaded song ever in the history of music. So uh, it didn't work. Canceling him, obviously, it was very short-lived, and he came back 10 times as strong, and it didn't work. So to Austin's point, shit blows over. Bud Light can do whatever they want, and they know that, you know, Skeeter Bob out there in the country who is, you know, boycotting Bud Light and yeah. putting him in his trap thrower and shooting shots at him. As long as you he's going to yeah. be buying Bud Light next month because uh, guess yeah. what? He's going to try that Miller Light and he swore it off in seventh mm -hmm. grade and he's never going to drink a Miller Light again. So he's going back to his Bud Light. I mean, Light. As long as you sell him two weeks of product, it's just like Bud, like, Bud Light's not going to care. First, especially if it's Casey's. Like, this is like Quid Trip I used to work at. Casey's, it's probably like four months before they sell that. I don't even know if Casey's, I think all they carry is Bush Light. Mm, yeah, I don't know. Which is a Budweiser product. So I, I guess the point of having this as a topic is like boycotting shit is dumb. Mm -hmm. It doesn't work. And eventually you, you need a product and you want a good product. And what Bud Light does with their stuff is up to them. Like um, Bud Light tastes like shit. So does Bush Light. I'm drinking <laughs> Bush and Bush Light on the show right now because it was free. Yeah. That stuff tastes like ass. Um, I mean, was I will Carhartt. Uh, we talked about this when Carhartt was under fire. Um, for oh, yeah. I can't even remember what they were under fire for, and people were like burning their Carhartt coats. I'm like, fucking Carhartt doesn't care. You yeah, already bought said, it. Uh, yeah, right. You, dude, you you already bought that. Don't burn it now. Yeah. Just don't buy any more. Oh, later. that's what it was. They were forcing all their employees to get vaccinated. That's what mm, it was. Yeah, which and like now we realize was complete horseshit. Well, it's complete horseshit. But uh, like what Carhartt does in their own business is up to them. Mm. I want a jacket that is comfortable and that keeps me warm and that functions well. So I'm gonna buy whatever is whatever does that right. Uh, I, I do understand that we vote with our dollars every day, but it's also uh, a society where we still have to get what works. And so if Carhartt wants to make a bad business decision, that's fine. That's up to them to make. I'm not going to let that stand in the way of me enjoying what I enjoy from that product. Same with Bud Light. Like if I liked Bud Light a lot, I would still buy Bud Light. And I would be like, they're stupid for doing that, but I'm still drinking Bud Light. That's just kind of how I operate. You know what? I don't think... I mean, this is just me personally, but like if Miller Lite did that, I probably wouldn't buy Miller Lite. Really? Yeah. I just, I just don't think I I don't think I would. Yeah. Like I don't want to look at this fucking it's, psychopath and be reminded every time I take a drink that yeah. these people are all crazy. Well, it's like kind of I like, just don't want that in my world. Yep. Like you know how we always talk about you control yourself and mm -hmm. your world and be comfortable in your world. Well, me buying that and having it. And basically, it's ruined that, what right. if, you know, for me. Mm -hmm. So that's why I would be like, I'm not, fuck you. I'm not doing that. Give, buy, give me a Coors Light. Right. I'll drink that instead. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, for the most part, I, I think the whole boycott thing and cancel culture thing blows over pretty quick. Yeah. So. That's probably true. Topic two. 
What are you talking about? Good topic. Fix Figure your, shit. your own shit out. I wrote fix your shit. Fix your <laughs> shit. So that's not right. What this stems from <gasps> is um, most of the time in life, uh, I, I hate using the term. If you if you want it done right, you got to do it yourself, right? But there's a lot of times in life where you're hurting yourself by blaming somebody else for your problems. You're hurting yourself by blaming your lack of progress on somebody else. So there are so many times in life where um, you don't know how to do something, but rather than like, you know, pick yourself up and figure out how to do it, you, you spend more time blaming somebody else for not teaching you how to do it. Or you try to get out of doing it because you don't know how to do it. Um, what this ultimately comes down to is a term called weaponized incompetence, where you're using your lack of knowledge to your advantage and to somebody else's disadvantage. Uh, where you'll see this a lot is going to be in bad relationships where, like, let's say the husband doesn't want to do dishes in the house. And so he intentionally plays dumb. He intentionally acts like, I don't know how to do dishes. Or he's putting shit in the wrong spots or doing stuff to where he's like, I guess I'm just bad at it in the hopes that the wife will just quit asking him to do dishes and she'll do it himself. He's playing dumb as leverage, right? Um, weaponized incompetence also applies in a lot of other places as well. But um, if you ever find yourself trying to blame somebody else for your lack of knowledge, you just need to figure your own shit out. You need to go out and figure out how to do that yourself and get it done. You'll be better for <clears> it. <throat> You'll know how to do the thing from now on. You know, people with really bad self-esteem do that a lot. Yeah. Or low self-esteem, you know, like something will, like uh, people make mistakes. Like in the construction industry, it just happens all, just if you're doing a new house, shit gets messed up all the time. Mm -hmm. It just, it's just part of the beast, right? Mm -hmm. You're doing a sewer job. Shit gets messed up or you don't account for something, right? Yep. Stuff's messed up. People with low self-esteem will always say, well, so-and-so didn't bring this, or so-and-so didn't check this out, or so-and-so didn't do this. And everyone literally is like, no, dude, that's, that's on you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, and they will use it as a, a cop-out all the time, and they will just continually do, just over and over, will just use that excuse all the time. And literally all they have to do is just take personal responsibility and say, you know what, in my systems of operation here, I need a checklist yep. or I need to be more accountable and be better. Yep. And they just literally think they're too good for it or don't want to change, you know, and then they just roll on and that's how they are and they don't care, you know, who they're affecting. Yeah. That's where it drives me just yeah. insane. Where where I see this a ton, th so like the, the weaponized incompetence in the marriage is an easy one to point out because that's one everybody can visualize, right? Yeah. Um, where I see this a ton is guys in the trades will brag about having 20 years of experience, but yet a guy with eight years of experience knows how to do more than the guy with 20 years experience. And so what it, what it actually is, is the guy with 20 years of experience plateaued at year five. And didn't and, learn anymore. He's just he's, stayed at that level but been doing it for that long. Right. What it is is he doesn't have 20 years of experience. He has five years of experience that he's drug along for an additional 15. Yeah. Right? He stopped learning. Yeah. And so that's the type of guy where 
he's going to blame everybody else for his problems. And he's going to blame the new guy. He's going to act like the boss favors the new guy or like he's, he's literally going to not take accountability for anything instead of being like, huh, maybe I should just spend a little time and figure it out. Right. Yeah. Or maybe I should not just expect to be promoted, but I should try to work to be promoted, earn it to get there yeah. instead of just saying, well, I've been here for X amount of years and I just, you know, I have, I'm at this level. Right. You know, and that's what, you know, that's what really owning your own business is about. You don't just get there. You right. don't just put the time in and get there. You literally have to be evolving all the time. Yeah. And you have to be learning and you have to be uncomfortable and you have to be struggling. I, I shouldn't say struggle. Struggle is probably the wrong world word, but you know, when when all of that stuff's against you and you're being forced to grow, you're leveling up all the time. Yeah. You know, we talk about it all the time. You in order for you to have growth, you have to be uncomfortable. Yep. I mean, this is this goes back to when you're a kid. When you're growing, your legs hurt. Yeah. You know what I mean? When you lose a parent, you are mentally crushed. But then when you come out, you're stronger for it. You yeah. move forward. You gain knowledge. You can help other people out because of it. Yeah. Business is the exact... There is no growth without suffering. Yeah. I mean, it, sometimes it's a little suffering. Sometimes it's a lot. Sometimes it's extremely painful. But business growth, I, I think, is like the perfect analogy of if you're not failing, if you're not struggling, if you're not out of your comfort zone, you're not growing. Right, right. If, if I've done anything over the last year, it's, it's finding ways to intentionally put myself in uncomfortable situations over and over so long as that I see the possibility for growth on the other side of that situation, right? That doesn't mean yeah. you're going to go put yourself in foolish situations that make you feel uncomfortable. But like, um, I've had a couple of phone calls with some, um, some business relationships that we have uh, this week. Those phone calls have been very uncomfortable. I haven't been comfortable. I'm putting them in uncomfortable scenarios, but I have an objective that I'm trying to get to and right now their product isn't working in that way. And so I'm challenging them on it. And it's possible that I'm going to have to make a change. But if I want to get to this new point, these are things that I have to go through to get there, right? Um, I make myself uncomfortable all the time with my schedule. I pack way too much shit in my schedule so because I want to get a lot of shit done, right? So um, makes it uncomfortable. Um, Dude, I... I know. I know that you do that. Right. Like, I literally see it all the time. Mitch will just be texting me stuff, texting me stuff, stop. Yep. Like, what What just happened? He'll just, you know, just, it's loaded all the time. I yep. mean, I get it. You yeah. Know? You know, the thing is, like, just a personal example for me is, so with the trade wind stuff, like, I hate computers. And I'm okay at it. You know, like, I can fumble through, but I literally had to learn how to use Google Drive. Yep. I think I've said this in the last couple episodes. And I had to learn how to, you know, do a Google form and I had to learn how to, you know, get in the admin side of the website and like literally learn all that stuff. And nothing piques my anxiety and my anger and my temper more than a computer that doesn't fucking work. Right. I melted one down. Yeah. Like literally melted the freaking hard drive down and had to have everything changed over. Thank God my brother's good at it. like had to have everything changed over. And then, you know, he's done. He said, okay, here you go. I got it, you know, but you're going to have to like reinstall all your programs, do everything, you know, and I can do it and I can fumble through and I can, 
you know, but like literally the whole time I'm thinking, I'm going to throw gas on this. I'm going to light it on fire. I'm going to throw it the fuck outside because I hate it. I hate everything about it. But you know what? If I don't get good at that stuff, then the trade wind stuff's going to suffer. Right. And then like this week, I literally figured out, got everything loaded, got everything's running. I feel great about it. Yeah. You know, came out the other side. Here we go. Yep. Now, where figure your shit out, kind of where, where you have to draw a line with this is uh, from the standpoint of business growth and business development and future delegation. Um, I am not the best at using our CRM to like book calls and navigate it and understand the fastest ways through it. Right. Because I don't deal with that every day. However, I know how to use it. And so you'll never hear me use the excuse of that's not my job. I can't do that. You know, I don't need to learn that. Right now, sometimes it doesn't make sense for me to invest my time in that when we have other people that that is their job. So um, I will still be willing to learn it while at the same token, realizing that it's actually more efficient if somebody else does it, if that makes sense. Like, um, people that do this wrong, they, they try to say that that's not my job thing, but they don't know whose job it is. They just don't want to do it, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> um, or they try to make up why it's somebody else's job when it really is their job. They just don't want to do it. And so, uh, like running service calls, we have, we have plumbers that are really good for running service calls. You would never expect a dispatcher to run a service call. Or a right? videographer. Or a vi- <laughs> yeah. It's definitely not Austin's job to handle tools. He has a hard time with storm doors and, and cameras. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it's just, <laughs> hey I now. see him out there walking around, yeah. go down there. He's breathing. <laughs> so, we just saw him walk 20 feet carrying a camera. <laughs> Get this kid a treadmill, man. Yeah. Only been out there for six days. Yeah. Now, so I, I, I will say, you know, what you were saying about um, your example there of that, you know, that is what kind of makes, that's like a little window into owning your own business. When you say things like, I don't, want to have to learn I don't have to learn that I'm going to do this instead you kind of do have to know like the basics yeah right and and you can't as a business owner say to an employee that's not my job I'm not going to handle that right because they look at you like this is your business you have to know at least a little bit about everything and that is 100% true because what happens when that when someone calls in say your wife's on vacation and that other girl calls in and you're answering the phone now yeah you have to know how to do it. And, and I've spent many hours on the couch answering the phones, right? Yeah, and like you have, to, you have to be able to do it. As yep. a business owner, like let this be one of those small little lessons. Like don't get so big so fast that you gloss over, you know, real intricate parts of your business in the day-to-day goings on. Right. You know, don't say, I don't have to learn that because the secretary handles it all. No, because one day you may need to know how to fucking do that. You may just need to, to be able to fake it for one day or two days. So it's, you know, it's almost like you have to make yourself, like we talk about, you have to make yourself uncomfortable and learn that stuff so that if it does come up, you can handle it. Well, you have to know how to do it well enough to teach somebody else how to do it. And you have to know how to do it well enough to be able to identify when somebody else is doing it wrong. Right. right? So that doesn't mean you have to to be super proficient at it. I am not the fastest call booker in our company. I am not the fastest person to navigate through the back end of our system and find invoices and customer details and all that stuff. I can do it. 
I can teach somebody else how to do it. It's a slow process, but I can. But at the same token, I, can, I still can use our system at a level where I can find errors and I can find problems and I can also find solutions. So yeah. ba- balancing the ability to delegate and all of that stuff. So ultimately, you still have to figure it out. Like, can you imagine where our company would be right now if I never, if I was like, I don't book calls. That's not my job. You know, nobody taught me how to book a call. Yeah, I figured it out myself, right? Well, well, too, like you're, it allows you to not be at the mercy of, because you kind of experienced that too with the previous videographer. You had no experience with videography. And so everything he said had to be gospel because you just didn't know. Yeah. So now since then, so now it's a hitting home right there, Mitch. Now since then, I've noticed too is like, you're not like, you're not obviously taking over this, but you're like, you'll have the questions like, hey, like, how do I do this? And so it's like, You know, say if I'm ever on vacation or whatever, you're just you're kind of in the know because with the last guy, it's like you kind of have to take. It's like you're at the mercy of him. That's yeah. a great example because Thanks. seriously, when we did start, we're like, it was just whatever he said, we did. We yeah. were like, mm-hmm. oh yeah. And then it, after about a month, it was like, uh, mm-hmm. that ain't yeah. that ain't like we had detailed conversations. Like, dude, like I would say, I don't think that's right. Mitch would say, well, I don't think this is right, mm-hmm. and we talk about it. And uh, in the very beginning, it was literally. Um. Well, I guess we'll just do what he says, and then well, after about two months, it was no, and, and we're not doing that. But you know, going back to the topic a little bit, you know, we grew from that experience, both well, of us, right? The the ability mm. to stay in it and stay to where a lot of people say, well, that's not my problem, right? Mm. So the ability to stay in it and say, no, this is my problem. And I'm still going to like trust, but verify, and I'm still going to learn as much as I can to mm-hmm. learn. Is it being done right? Is this, yeah. is, is this information correct? All of that kind of stuff. Right. So th- it, ultimately that's kind of what we're talking about. Figure your own mm-hmm. shit out. You don't want to be at the mercy of somebody else. You don't want to be so limited on your skills at your job that your, your job can only give you certain tasks mm-hmm. because guess what? Sometimes they run out of those tasks. And so yeah. then they don't have work for you. Mm, yeah. So yeah. if you're the type that's constantly trying to learn more things and constantly trying to figure more stuff out, you're now more valuable to your company. And it may not happen every day. It may not happen soon. But eventually, they're going to be able to give you more tasks than what they're doing now. And that's how mm-hmm. you grow. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So same goes for business. Same exact same thing goes to for business. So figure your own stuff out. Never stop learning and, and keep with the development of things. Um, no matter how long you've been in the trade, there are still new things you can learn. So um, topic three, buying local. There's this, there's this wrong phenomenon around that you get newer business owners. Well, the, the wrong phenomenon is that people should buy from you simply because you're local. And buying local is good. It's good for the community. Yeah, helps okay. the community. Yeah. It, it lifts us all up. Yeah. But if it's shit, yeah. no least, one's buying yeah. it. So, um, <laughs> you know, I'll be the first one to say, like, I, I would like to be able to buy local. However, I have needs that need to be met when I'm spending money. And as long as those needs are met and I can buy local, I'll do it. But what comes more importantly are the needs second to the buying local. I mean, so, Amazon can get you something in like before the day's over. I right. W- I will <laughs> say, I will say that I will, if something is local and it is of equal quality, 
I will pay a little bit more for it. Notice how we haven't help. even mentioned price up until just now. Yeah, to to help my community, but that's that's me. Yeah, like I I want to help my community. So if it is of equal value, but just a little bit more, I will do it every time. Right. Okay. But it but if it's not equal value and it's shit, I'm not paying the same, and I'm definitely not paying over. Right. Just right. for me. So where this topic came from is there is a guy here in our local community. Hey, if you like what you're hearing on The Void and you want even more info, we just started a mentorship program specifically for trades professionals to start their business or to get their business to an incredibly healthy position. So if you'd like more info, click on the link in the description of this show. And he has a drone and he's very proud of his drone <laughs> and he's been taking aerial photos of the city and posting them on our local community page. And because it's a view like people don't usually get and he's taking big photographs from angles people usually don't see, uh, considering it's like a community Facebook page where everybody loves to be nosy, Yeah, his photos get a lot of reactions on the page, right? Uh, and what he's been doing is like taking photos of like area construction and like progress update on construction, right? He's kind of like his... He's his own news guy for the Yeah, area. like a little freelance uh, pro bono uh, informative person. Now, I will say... Via area uh, photog aerial photography. Up to this point, I like that. Right. Like just free updates yep, on yep, what's yep. going on. It's nice, you know. So, so then last week, he makes a post on the community awareness page basically complaining that he's approached all of these construction companies that he has taken photos of, and he's offered them to contract him to take photos for them. Now, what do you... Okay. Like photos of just the job site? Just of the job that sites. He can, that they can put on, like what? Like a website or to sell homes? Okay. Like, uh, these are big like commercial projects, right? One's oh, a bridge okay. that's being built. One's a whole bunch of townhomes that are being built and all this stuff. So his, his post on Facebook was basically saying that none of these companies want to hire him. And they're all giving him this excuse of privacy that... They, 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 they're saying we would, but there's privacy violations and we just can't hire you for that. Which is true. If he's taking pictures of surrounding homes that are like in the vicinity of that, that's actually true. Yeah. Probably. So I got on there and... Stirred the pot. Well. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> offered value. I here said, the guy's name's John. I said, John, the problem here is not privacy. They're giving you the excuse of privacy. The problem is value. They don't see value in what you do. So I get that you're really passionate about drone photography. Um, the problem is you're going where you're not wanted. And so you need to spend time and effort and energy finding out who values your product and go where you're wanted instead of where you're tolerated. Okay? And um, then I messaged him privately. And I said, ironically... We kind of have this, like, I kind of have a knack for, you know, small businesses trying to grow. First off, if it has to be on social media, Mitch is the master. <laughs> like and that's, I'm giving you that one yeah. every day. So I, I start, I start chatting with this guy and I'm like, you know, you're trying to start a business of aerial photography and all this stuff. The problem is you're these, these big corporate construction companies that you're working with, like you're not even talking to decision makers. You're talking to people on the job site. 
decisions are being made 100 miles away and you're never going to get in front of those guys. And it's really hard for them to see your value. So uh, I gave him a whole bunch of tips about where he could go to see value and different possibilities of clients that he could use to see value and, yeah. and, and share his value. I also gave him some photography tips just, <laughs> just from what Austin and I have learned with photography. Uh, ironically, one of the tips I gave him, Austin, literally that day, that morning, Austin shared a video clip with me about some, uh, some videography stuff that he and I are working on that had some really good insights just for us to take. And I shared one of the lessons in that clip with this John fella. And basically, it was this guy was jumping off a cliff. And he, he had two drones. One of them was parked over the edge of the water, so it was off the edge of the cliff, and it was just sitting there static, not moving. And the cliff diver runs and jumps off the cliff, and it's a static shot. Nothing really moves. And he posted that short little video clip on social media, and it got like 100,000 views or something. Like, not really great in the grand scheme of things of social media. A couple of weeks later, exact same cliff jump, but from the second drone... That second drone travels across the cliff driver right as he's cresting the edge of the cliff. And that drone then dives over the cliff and follows the cliff diver down the cliff. Oh, that's cool. Okay. Really high action motion yeah, shot. Yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a cliff diver. It's hard to fly that drone like that. It too. is. It's a cliff driver. It's shot with a drone. Those are the only two similarities between those two shots. Okay. One was a very static shot that really didn't make you feel like you were there. The other one was shot in a way that almost made your stomach turn a little bit because you had a sense of like what it's like to go over the edge of this cliff. That clip got millions of views. Yeah. So I shared that with this drone photography guy to say, here's a great lesson. I've seen all your shots you're putting on social media. They're shot from a thousand feet in the air. They're boring. Like, and I'm not trying to knock what you're doing. But they're so high up, you lose context of really what you're looking at. And it, it might as well have been shot with an airplane. So take your same drone with their permission and get a shot where you're like swinging under the boom of an excavator as it's dumping gravel. Like let them feel like they're in the experience from an angle that they wouldn't normally get from five feet off the ground like they were standing there. Like get them in it, you know? They're like also too on this piece, I'll, I'll add in because it's appropriate. It's like the more people that get drones, the the better you have to be. Like 10 years ago, it was like, yeah. oh, we need a photographer who has a camera. Yeah. Now everyone has a camera. I have a camera, whoever. Now it's like you have to really be yeah. good at what you do to, right. to stand out. So uh, that actually came up in conversation as well. So this guy now starts coming up with all of these excuses. <clears throat> and he's like, well... You know, it's it's just it's really hard because they're not wanting like they should have an obligation to source their photography local and they're not doing it and all of this stuff. And I said, stop with the buying local stuff. Buying local is great as long as you're getting a product that's similar in quality to what you could buy nationally. But keep in mind, they're a national firm. They're going to source it nationally. They probably have a national agreement with somebody. I don't know. Stop with the whole feeling obligated that you should get work because somebody should be buying from you just because you're local. The obligated feeling of buy local, I'm local, buy local, that is the part that drives me insane. Yeah. When people are literally, you'll see it on Facebook or you'll see it like at the farmer's market. Yeah. That's what drives, when you go to the farmer's market and you're, 
and I'm not talking about produce because there are usually booths of just, you know, people making woodworking stuff or whatever. Yeah. And they're like, buy local, buy local, buy local, support local business. And you look over and it's just trash. Yeah. And you're like, why the fuck would I buy that? Right. Like, why would I spend $38 when I can get it on Amazon for 20 and that looks like something I would throw away? Right. Right. Exactly. Like, exactly. that's the part that drives me insane. Yeah. And that's the, that's the point I was driving home to this guy. Well, then things started taking a really weird turn. He keep in mind he's he self-admittedly said in his post that he's never gotten a contract with anybody. So he's never made a sale. How long has he been in business? 3 years. <laughs> What's he been and, doing? <laughs> and so he also teaches drone photography at the local technical school. Oh, well you think that he would just stick with that. I know. But so he's teaching shit too. Probably. That's bad. Well, he he even admitted in his post I feel like a fraud because I teach kids to do this and pursue it as a passion, and I can't even secure my first contract. Okay? I don't think he felt like a fraud. I think he might be a fraud. Yeah. <laughs> well, it gets worse. So then he, starts, then he starts blaming, like, the National Infrastructure Act and all of this crap on why he can't get a contract shooting a drone photography. And I'm like, dude, it, it, we're still texting back and forth. I'm like... You're way off base here. National infrastructure, like national government stuff has nothing to do with why you can't put a, a product together that somebody sees value in. It's people buy from people. That national act has nothing to do with anything of what you're doing. You're probably just trying to bark up the wrong tree and sell your product to somebody who doesn't want it. So we went back and forth and basically I summarized everything with Find a way that you can add value in a way nobody else can. And then it doesn't matter if they're buying local or not. They're buying from you because they get more value from you. And I said, you could go film one of these things and edit it and make it really cool. Put a watermark over it. Get them excited about it. And then sell them the unwatermarked version. Okay? They can't do anything with the watermarked version anyway. But you, they don't know your value until they can see it. It's very similar to this podcast. We ran for a year on this podcast before we ever came up with the idea of trade wins. So we were delivering value in enormous quantities and long before we ever received a dollar for it, right? Yeah, we didn't come on here saying, okay, Mitch, we're not going to shoot any more episodes until someone comes to us and offers us money. We've shot two and that's it. Right. We're, we're just going to, that's it. We're going to hold out. So, and then we're just going to wait. No, because... We weren't doing anything great right. for the first three months. Right. So so basically, I summarize everything with find a way to give yourself a value proposition that you can offer that nobody else can, and then stop chasing these big construction companies because you're not dealing with a decision maker. Go find local business owners. Go find go find the local car lot and take cool drone photography of all the cars. You know, weasel in the drone in between all their cars or, or whatever. Um the, passing the drone in front of their sign. Like there's a whole lot of make, like uh, there's a whole lot of people you could sell this to that aren't big national uh, companies. You right? know what? I, like I would, so like if someone came to me or if I saw that on a post, like I would, like I'd pay, probably pay a hundred dollars if someone would come to my house and give me a one minute video flyover, like around my house, right? you know, 10 foot off the ground. And then there was, like a group of 20 photos. Yeah. Like, so that helps you if you're ever going to sell your house. Right. It's a cool video. You can just, like, if you're on social media and you're, people are like, oh, hey, I got this new house or I'm moving over here. And be like, hey, we're right by there. Boom, boom. You know, right. 
oh, here's the video of my deal. Yeah. You, <laughs> you get, know what you, I mean? Like, that would mm. be, like, people would eat that shit up. Yeah. You could sell that service to real estate agents. If you're a really good drone pilot, when yeah. you have a small drone, you could literally fly through the house. Well, it's right? even, like, and do a small video. You, yeah. You could do things that, that put your like a value video prop, right? It'd be like a video tour on the drone. So mm. we cap off the, you know, I'd given him a whole laundry list of ideas and possibilities. We cap off the conversation and he's like, such great insight. Thank you so much. Okay. Two days later, new post comes up on social media from that guy, from those construction sites. And now he's showing zoomed in photos of all of the OSHA violations. Oh, that's not good. And he's flat. No, like he's leading with, I found several OSHA violations on all of these sites, and I will be reporting them to OSHA unless somebody feels like they want to pay me to to buy this information from me. First off, that's blackmail, and it's a felony. Yeah. Like, literally, literally, they could sue you and own your ass. Right. <laughs> so... Wow. I I mean <laughs> what and, an ass hat. And he's just getting eaten alive, right? Oh yeah, people are probably crushing him. Oh, they're uh, they're just destroying him. Like yeah. people are like you know see- how the internet can can just find anything, right? Oh dude. So they look Crushed. him up and they're finding that they, they can't see where he's got an FAA drone pilot's license. Oh yeah, crushing you. And they can tell that his photos were taken higher than 400 feet and he's mm. within the certain distance of an airport yeah. and you know all this kind of stuff, getting right? Crushed, I'm sure. <laughs> and yeah. screenshot after screenshot after screenshot of him flat out saying like for a fee i'll sell these photos to the construction company instead of osha so he's i mean he's just on paper yeah extortion right yeah so that's what i meant instead of blackmail but it's the same thing so i jump on there and make a comment again of course you did and i'm like john you and i had a very lengthy conversation about how to add how to learn what value your customers need and then how to position yourself in a way to deliver even more value than that. This is the antithesis of every single thing we talked about in our text messaging conversation. And I, I don't appreciate I investing my time with you only to have you not, you're staying with the customers who don't see your value. And so now you're resulting in extortion, like you're resulting in extortion with them. And that is, it's almost unbelievable. Yeah. You know what? You should give him a free month of trade wins. He replied to my comment and said, they didn't see my value. Well, look who has their attention now. Sounds like a Bond villain. He sounds like a psychopath. <laughs> exactly. You know what it is? He's it, a narcissist. It reminded me of school shooter. Yeah. Somebody who can't get the attention they want, so they walk yeah. into the school with a gun, and now they're forcing everybody's attention. Yeah. Right? That's this guy. Yeah, that's he not good. He couldn't get the attention he wanted, and so now... That's bad. He's using it as leverage to demand attention. That's not good. That would be like me walking around and putting caps on everyone's garden hoses mm-hmm. and then like cracking open their faucets just to force that their hoses break or their, their hydrants break every winter and then hanging a freaking tag on it that says, oh, did you just discover this was broken? Call Smedley. Yeah. <laughs> well, you too. know what I mean? That's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, or that would be like me <laughs> dropping something down their sewer to clog it and then being like, and then canvassing the area with flyers like clog sewer. You should call Smedley. Yeah. The next James Bond movie, he's going to be the villain, I promise. Dude, <laughs> now the world has to see it's me. It's like fucking horrible. It's not good. Right. Like, I, I was blown, for one, I was blown away that the guy would even like consider that as reality. But. This gets back to, this is a, we haven't talked about this today. This gets back to 
people, we are downhill. Yeah. Like people have mental, that's a mental illness. Yeah. That's like not a, you know, it's a mental illness. That's not a mental illness. That's what that is. Well, it started with him taking the stance that people should be obligated to buy local. And this is how, so this is how off base somebody can be when they're so adamant that you should buy local just because it's local, not because it's better or, or anything. And even if it's worse, you should still buy local. Mm. Like that's not an excuse for you to deliver <laughs> I guess a lacking product that's missing value. <laughs> that's that, scary. It's very scary. You go to the market, look down the carrots. It's just like it's all brown. And like, yeah, buy local. And it's like, yeah. why does this carrot look like it's from like I a Walking well, and, Dead? And, and I mean, the real lesson is, I mean, we did this on the trade wins. Don't be that guy. Like yeah, he's like guys. That's that guy. Guys, yeah. don't be that guy. So yeah. like, do not be that guy. That's right. who that is. The guy that's just screaming up and down. Mm. He's the guy out in front of the Liberty Tax thing, flipping the sign around. Mm. Like, don't be that guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> just be mm. professional. Don't be a huge douche. You. All right. You want to you want to hear some incriminating evidence on me? We've talked about it in the show in the past. First off. No one has more incriminating evidence on you than I do. Well, maybe. So, so I'm just adding to my file, dog. We talked in the show long ago about all the list of things that I would do to generate work when I first started out my company. And if I wasn't working, I was generating work and I was yeah. doing it 10 hours a day for six days a yeah. week. Door right? hangers, social media. Door hangers, social media, all this stuff, right? Believe it or not, low on that list was me having a sign and going to the busiest intersection in town <laughs> and fucking sign flipping. <laughs> I shit you not, like... That list stopped at nothing for me to get. I, I was willing you to do determined. whatever it took to get work. Well, you know, we we talk Little Caesars about it. does it. We talk about it a lot. You you do not want people to be using your name and Little Caesars in the same sentence. First <laughs> off, but you know, we talk about when you do. I think it was the last episode when you finally have that first day and you're like, oh shit, we're live. If I don't make money, we fold. I could lose. I you know, who knows how much money literally that list will come shooting out of you. Yeah. Like bad tuna from a gas station. <laughs> like you literally like those <laughs> ideas are, you will do whatever you have to do. Yep. And Mitch, literally that's how willing like, I, I was to make this work. Yeah. So like, I, I can probably find it on my computer. I kept a list you on my computer. Sh- do you I have can- the sign? No, I never. Oh. I never made this. I never got to the point where oh, I even needed ne- to make this. Sign. Damn it! You're like, but, oh, you're like, I want to make sure this works before I get yeah. down. I'm yeah, going it, to Kinko's I'm, tomorrow and, and making you a sign, and we're doing a demo well, out front. My list of shit to do to get work, like it was in a list. It was in the order of like most likely to produce the most amount of work. Right. I'm not going to start with the thing that might produce one call instead of the thing that mm. might produce ten. Well, of course not. So, uh, thankfully, <laughs> I never got down to yeah. sign flipping at the intersection, but. I was, I was, it was on the list. I was going to do it if it came to it. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> but, but ultimately with this whole buy local thing, we live in a merit-based society and we live in a value driven commerce. So people will shop from wherever they see the most value. And if you want to get all pissed off about how awesome Amazon is, have at it. But I know last week my son needed a part for his computer. He ordered it at 9.30 p.m. on a Friday night, and it was here at 6 a.m. Saturday morning. Don't get me started about fucking computer parts. I well, called you yesterday. I know. I, I thought I, know. I was going to lose my shit. I mean, 
try having a 13, 14 year old boy in his computer not working right, right? So uh. like he was crazy emotional. But after stores have already closed, you can't buy local, right? Dude, I tried Orders to buy it on local, Amazon. Still couldn't get it. It shows up before stores have even opened. Yeah, it's like a ten or eleven, and then yeah. <laughs> done, right? So mm. like, it's insane. Um, you gotta if you're gonna if you're in the if you're in the retail space competing with Amazon, you're fucked. I'm just gonna say it flat out. Like, it's like hell. You can't even go to Best Buy. You go to like I, we went to Best Buy looking for like literally this internet cable. Right, and I was looking for some other cables to hook up the soundboard to my computer and all that shit. First off, you should have called me. I got a thousand. Second off, my blood's boiling right now. You talking about it? Because yesterday I went to four fucking stores looking for electronic crap. Yeah, and all their shelves are empty, and they're like, mm. "Well, we can order it online." That's well, what I, the, the fucking Office just... Depot guy said to me yeah. yesterday. Yeah. Well, why didn't I just go to Amazon? Why did I even set foot in your store? That's what I told. He's like, "Well, I could order you." I said, "Dude, if I wanted to order it, I'd have fucking gone to Amazon and ordered it. And I done. need it like right fucking now." Right. Like, Best Buy does that He's, thing where they're just like, "Well, if if you need help, just let us know." They like they want to get you like committed to like a, a sales rep before I, you go to the store. Best Buy. So I yesterday, now look, I'll just cards <laughs> on the table. I had a serious camera meltdown issue, and I had to have a. What am I talking about, Mitch? You needed a USB adapter. No, what did I need? That's what I needed, but what did I... I needed a new uh, webcam. Webcam. So my wife, yesterday... Dave, Dave has an OnlyFans account, and he burned up his cam. Hey, you know what? <laughs> Message us. I'll give you the <laughs> ID. You can start paying me. Yeah. So I asked her, hey, will you go to Best Buy and get just give me a webcam? You can get an awesome webcam for mm -hmm. like 130 bucks. Yeah. It's a webcam. So I give her four options. I said, any of these four, I don't give a shit. Just get one. They didn't have, they had one of them. Yeah. She said they got three on the shelf. So I pull up my phone and I'm looking at it and it says they have 15. Mm -hmm. And she's like, they don't have anything here. They don't have cables. Nope. They got like two computers. They got all that. She's like, I can't. And then on top of it, she said, the only guys in here, there's like three dudes in here that mm. look like they haven't left their mom's basement in eight months. Yep. Yeah. And and then these stores, especially like smaller stores, have the same thing happening to them. They don't want to stock anything. They don't want to be friendly. They don't want to go above and beyond. Yep. And then bitch that no one will come in there and spend money. They blame it on Amazon. They're blaming it on fucking whoever. Yeah. But, I mean, this is, this is just a great topic as far as, you know, business topics go. If you want to make sales this day and age... You have to be above the level of everyone else. Mm -hmm. You have to go above and beyond everyone else. And you will always have work because no one else wants to do it. Yeah. No one else wants to spend the time. No one else wants to put out the effort. Yeah. Just, I mean, all, it, it's, it's really shitty to say, like when Mitch and I were coming up, if you wanted to get the work, you had to be the fucking best and reasonably priced. Yep. Now all you got to do is show up. Yep. I, I'm going to take a it's wild stab that yesterday in your your ventures, you did not go to Micro Center in Overland Park. See, that's the best place to go. First off, first off, you, you're both right. <laughs> but I, so... I'm, 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 I'm not, not shaming you for not going. No, I, have you ever been there? You, I'm going to tell you what happened. I literally get an email from Mitch over the weekend that says, hey, we're doing an impromptu Zoom call on Monday... Everyone needs to be there. 
doesn't text me and say, hey, what are you doing Monday night? <laughs> hey, did you? It, and he fucking knows that I have <laughs> melted down my entire computer and had to redo the whole thing. He, he knows I have a test. He doesn't ask, hey, is your shit working? No. He just says that. So what do I do? I'm going to make this fucking happen. Yep. Janine gets me the cam. I have to have a USB-A to USB-C female adapter. I go to six fucking stores, can't get one. Yep. I didn't have time to go to Overland Park. So. Because unlike Mitch, I worked yesterday, and then had, by the time I got home, I, there was, I got 45 minutes to Overland Park, 45 minutes. Yeah. I never would have made it. But did I have a webcam that was working? Yeah. Damn right I did. That's proof to the testament that uh, you give somebody a week to get something done, they're going to get it done. You give them a day to get it done, they're still going to get it done. That's not true. I didn't have a week. <laughs> I had three days. Yeah. So Micro Center uh, does it right. Uh, I guarantee they didn't have that fucking part. Well, they may not have, but they actually have inventory, more than just one of each item. They have, do, and they do they have answer several. the phone when you call them and say, yeah, uh, we have that or no? I've never called them, so I can't speak to that. However, when you walk shit. into the store, you get a guy that is like your dude, and he won't leave you until you are all set up and ready at the checkout counter. Nice. It's like a concierge. And when you ask him where something is... He knows exactly where it is, and he knows the models that are better and worse than it, so you can compare it to, and he'll walk you right to it. And they have inventory. Yeah. Like, you can literally walk in there and be like, I want to start a podcast. And they're like, okay, you're going to need a mic, you're going to need a boom, you're going to need a soundboard, you're, you know. And, yeah. and they'll, like, load you up with everything. So in a year, in, in, a, in an age when Radio Shack used to be the store that kicked all stores' asses. Now it's Micro Center. That went down. And then all these Walmarts and Best Buy and all these had everything. They put Radio Shack out. Now the big stores don't have shit. Yep. Now someone's come up. Micro and Center's like, coming back. No, we can do it. And why did they? Why can they do it? Because it's, people need it. There's a value for it. They have value and they take it seriously. Yep. And they have what you need. And that's how, I mean, that's how business is done. Yep. That's how business is done. Yeah. So, uh, Always keep yourself in the position of providing value and never use the excuse that they should shop with you simply because you're local. So now that doesn't mean some customers, some will shop with you because you're local. Uh, I know like plumbing wise, they don't want to shop with these big companies because they're bought out by national franchises. So they yeah. actually seek out the smaller companies and that's fine. But um, the, you know, using the, the leverage that people will shop with you because they're local is, is stupid. It's just, it's just fruitless. Yeah. So, don't use that as a sales pitch. Right. All right. So that's going to wrap it up for today's show. So if you guys saw value in the show, please do us a favor and help share this episode with anybody who you might think would benefit from it. Uh, send it to them directly. Share it on a Facebook group, whatever the case may be, whatever platform you're listening, listening on, it has a share button. You can literally click share and go to wherever you want to go to. So uh, until next time, guys, we will see you later. Love you guys.